It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Coming up on this edition of Locked On Wizards, as we wind down week four action around the NFL looking at what's going on with the Washington football team and the NFC East. And then we talk about the Wizards. John Wall's return to the court as he's working back to be ready for the upcoming NBA season. All that and more right here on Locked On Wizards. You are Locked On Wizards, your daily Washington Wizards podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Happy Monday, everyone. It's the start of a new week, which means it's time for a new Locked On Wizards. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get $10 off your next order. I'm your host, Renee Washington. Excited to talk to you guys about what's been going on around Washington sports. We will get into the Wizards as we talk about John Wall's return to the floor, but starting off with actually football week four action was something else that's for sure as we looked across the league and the NFC East specifically continues to be an embarrassing division right now and I'm an Eagles fan and I hate to even say how embarrassing the NFC East is right now but this division as a whole is just struggling the fact that the Eagles which I'm happy that we are now in the number one spot and yes I said we are in the number one spot of the NFC East It is a shame that their first win of the season in week four was also the win that put them to that number one spot. One win and they're in the number one spot. Just let that sink in. A team in the division won won one game and has now been moved to that number one spot in the division. Yikes. I get it. It's only week four. It is still very early. The Eagles did have a great Sunday night win over the 49ers as they won that game 25 to 20. The Cowboys dropped a devastating loss to the Browns. The Browns took it to them 49 38. Looking at other divisional games, the Giants lost to the Rams 17 to 9. And then we did see the Washington football team lose to the Ravens 31 17. So looking first at the Eagles game Sunday night. Much, much needed win. Coming into the game after having tied the Bengals, lost to the Washington football team, a divisional loss, never a good thing, and then losing to the Rams in week two, not only were the Eagles struggling to actually win the game, but Carson Wentz at quarterback was struggling. Through his seventh interception in just four games to start off the 
game versus the 49ers. And it seems like with a low scoring game, I know I was, I was thinking, oh, here we go again. What are the Eagles going to do this time? But I will say that the Eagles found a way to really pull this one out. And it was not pretty football at, at all times, but definitely a much needed big win over a Super Bowl contending team in last year's um, 2020 run to the Super Bowl with the 49ers. It's a big win, especially after you tied the Bengals after you lost to the Washington football team in a divisional game, definitely needed to get a big win. And this was hopefully the one that they needed to help get over the hump. And I kind of expected from most teams at this, in this week to be the week that we kind of see them come together. And I've been talking about this before with the NFL, not having had OTAs and a, a true preseason preseason scrimmages, you know, the, the season really starts for football in like April and all of that was moved to zoom. So all those sessions they would normally have without pads, getting reps, throwing to receivers, you know, running through their plays, they didn't have that. And I just felt like the first couple of weeks, not only for the NFC East teams, but for all teams around the league, you really saw them adjusting to being back on the field. It was like you went from nothing to being back fully in the games, which is a quick turnaround. And so I think that we're, we started to see some teams settle in. I think that for Carson Wentz specifically coming off back-to-back seasons of getting injured, that it was very important for him to have this chance to really be able to get this confidence, you know, having thrown six interceptions coming in to the game and having been, his passing has not been great at all. And his decision-making hasn't really been great either. So this game was huge for him to have a chance to really kind of get going, get a little rhythm going, you know, and get a chance to, get back into the swing of things fully, hopefully for the 49ers after Jimmy Garoppolo getting injured earlier in the season, we saw that the struggle at the quarterback position, it shows they're missing him big time. Nick Mullins really struggled in this game and CJ beat hard came off the, off the bench, but it didn't matter at that point. The Eagles defense really stepped it up this game, including a blitz and then a a pick that they had late in the fourth, both plays put the Eagles in front and were able to give them the momentum. So in the final 10 minutes, they really it was really the defense that took over, creating turnovers, picking off Mullen's pass. Those plays is what led the Eagles to take this game over. And then for Carson Wentz, you know, you saw him playing very aggressive. He wasn't really hesitating, especially in the second half. It seemed like he was getting his confidence going a little bit more. And, you know, his passes were, were much better. He was looking more like Carson, like Carson Wentz should be playing, you know, and instead of before it was kind of like he's playing a little timid. And I honestly have to say bringing in Jalen hurts, although the, you know, Howie and everybody in the front office can say it was strictly a, a move to be able to prepare in case Carson ever gets hurt to have a backup quarterback. You cannot tell me no matter how mentally tough anyone is, if you have just signed a contract to be the franchise's go-to quarterback they had just moved Nick Foles. So yes, we, we, you know, moving Nick Foles last year, we knew that there was a chance that they were going to be looking to bring in another quarterback, of course, but not with the second pick of the draft. You are trying to put this trust in your quarterback and Carson Wentz, who he knows he's been injured. He knows he's, he's coming off of seasons after, you know, a few straight seasons of injuries, including an ACL, including a, you know, back injury. He's well aware concussions. He knows his own injury history. 
And I don't think any he's anybody's let him forget it. But then to turn around in the second pick with so many pieces that the Eagles needed to pick to bring in a top quarterback in Jalen Hurts, you cannot tell me that does not rattle any player because it, it has there's a mental mental battle there. So I think that also what we're seeing is for Carson Wentz, it's the need to have that confidence and to show that, you know what, I can still be the top quarterback. And, you know, Jalen Hurts will continue to learn, continue to, you know, fill in where needed, but plan to go with me, you know, plan for me to be the guy. And so the Eagles do finally get their first win of the season. I was thrilled about that. Happy to see how well they played um, in the second half specifically. It was not always pretty at times, but a win is a win is a win. And the Eagles move up with that first win to the number one spot in the NFC East. So coming up, we've got to get into more around the division and just look at some other scores around the league as we get into what's going on with the Washington football team as they dropped a loss to the Ravens and also the other NFC East teams right here on Locked on Wizards. Fellas, I know talking about erectile dysfunction probably isn't easy. Usually you may just brush it off or blame yourselves, saying things like you lost your mojo or making excuses like you had a long day at work or just avoiding it altogether. But with Roman, it is easy to talk about it. With a real healthcare professional who can prescribe real medication, it's simple, safe, and totally discreet. With Roman, you get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. A healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan. And if medication is appropriate, Roman will ship it to you with free two-day shipping. The whole process is straightforward, simple, and discreet. Getting started is simple, too. Just go to roman.com slash locked on NBA and complete an online visit. Erectile dysfunction used to be tough to tackle, but now there's Roman. Complete an online visit today to connect with a healthcare professional and take care of it. Go to GetRoman.com slash LockedOnNBA today. If approved, you'll get $15 off your first order of ED treatment. That's GetRoman.com slash LockedOnNBA. GetRoman.com slash LockedOnNBA. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late-season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Renee Washington here as we're talking around the week four action in the NFL, looking at the NFC East specifically. We had a chance to talk about the Eagles. Yes, I am an Eagles fan. I'm sorry to say that, guys. But looking at the rest of the division, the Cowboys dropped a loss to the Browns that was shocking and historic for many of the wrong reasons. Now, on one end, Dak Prescott, I'm by no means a Cowboys fan whatsoever, so I am okay with this one and three start and loving every second of it. Dak Prescott has been putting up some very impressive numbers. He became the first quarterback in NFL history to go in his first four games, throwing 502 yards and four touchdowns, the passer rate 
of 112.9, the third consecutive game he threw for at least 450 yards. No quarterback has done that. And even though he's actually been having a, a pretty good start, to say the least, at the quarterback spot this year, the team as a whole, wow, definitely underperforming. And so you have to wonder how much right now is Jason Garrett sitting somewhere like, ha, 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 told you so. I mean, the, the Cowboys look awful. Now, again, I am loving every second of it as a fan, but just as a sports person in general, looking at what's going on with the team defensively, Mike McCarthy, not a great start at all. Now, I know they, they made note of the fact that when he started off with the Packers in 2006, he also was one and three in his start there. I don't want to hear it. It doesn't matter. I mean, you have to do a better job of getting your team ready to go. The defense looks awful. The Cow, uh, the Browns, excuse me, completely just dominated their their defensive line as a whole. The secondary was nowhere to be found. Injuries, I get it, are a part of this, but OBJ had it had a day. He had a field day with the Cowboys defense, as did all of the Browns offense, and to allow so many points. I mean, you they were chasing the game the entire way. It's the worst start. In, in the last decade for the Cowboys. And they're going to have to figure it out soon because to be one in three and just not even a, not even playing well at all. They don't look like they want to be there. They don't look like they – I mean, the offense is – you have players like Ezekiel Elliott who are just a non-factor. The defense is not really – seems like they're fully into it, not really um, focused on closing down and, and getting tackles. I mean, the, I look at OBJ's last touchdown of the game – there's no reason that should happen. There's no reason he should be easily just able to split and find gaps and not get tackled the way that he did there. I mean, again, I'm okay with it, but the Cowboys specifically starting with their defense, Jerry Jones, Mike McCarthy, are going to have to figure it out and figure it out fast because they're in panic mode now for just that looking ahead as a whole for this team. going to have to figure out how to get it going. They've got so much talent in Dak Prescott, Ezekiel Elliott, CeeDee Lamb, Amari Cooper. There is just no reason this team should continue to be so bad. But they dropped the 38-49 loss to the Browns, who are actually now 3-1. and one. So the Browns are off to a good start so far this season and a much needed good start, to say the least, since they're always in the news for all the wrong reasons that they're now starting off and playing some good football. So I'm sure for Baker, Baker Mayfield, and uh, for OBJ, Kareem Hunt, this team is finally looking like the team they should have been last year. Now, looking at the Washington football team, tough loss to the Ravens, 31-17. A lot that you can take from this game. Starting off with first, it was really emotional to see Ron Rivera, who continues to openly speak about his his cancer fight, have his the cardboard cutouts of his friends and family, and, and, you know, the way that they have been continuing to honor him and continuing to show their support for him. Coming off the heels of losing Chadwick Boseman, the incredible actor known for his roles, such as playing Jackie Robinson and Black Panther, finding out after he passed, I feel like it also has given us a greater appreciation for Ron Rivera's battle with cancer. Now, he's openly been fighting. He's openly been speaking on, you know, how he's going to continue to coach and continue to fight cancer. And that was a very touching moment to see the cup cardboard cutouts of his family or friends as he was surprised by that. And, you know, I appreciate everything Washington has been doing to show that they are supporting him and that they are standing with him. So for the Ravens in this win, they finish 31 to 17. Lamar Jackson did become the fastest player in the NFL 
ever in history to pass 5,000 career passing yards and 2,000 rushing yards in the Ravens' win. We also saw one one note, Robert Griffin III took the field, his first return to the field at FedEx Field, and threw an interception on his first pass. Welcome back, RG3. It's a shame, honestly, to see that, but also just for the Washington football team as a whole, Dwayne Haskins struggled in a big uh, play that really, in my opinion, for Dwayne Haskins, not so good. It's a fourth and goal on from the 13-yard line. Ron Revere made the decision to go for it. Washington was only down by 18 at the time. Most, you know, a good amount of time left in the fourth to play. He went for it, and Haskins did not get them the touchdown. He threw the ball to receiver eight yards short of the goal line, who had two players, two Ravens players on him, and the Washington football team walked away with no points. And we know that Ron Rivera is is trying to get this second-year quarterback going. He's trying to see what Dwayne Haskins can do. But that unfortunate play, I know that, the, you know, as soon as they got the – it was a fourth down, you saw the offense getting ready to leave the field and then being motioned to stay on and to go for it. And Dwayne Haskins, you know, we got got to figure something out to get the team going. He has moments where his passing and, and the plays are spot on. And then he has moments where – he just can't figure out a way to put his receivers in a position to score. You know, he is young, but I know Ron Veer was saying something after the game about him talking about it's something he's got to learn. If he's going to be a starter in this league and contribute to the football games, he has to understand and develop. And, and that's developing the, and being able to get the ball into the end zone or be, or as Rivera said, be put in position to be put in the end zone. You know, that's the growth. That's the biggest part of it. And that's what Ron Rivera was talking about is he's got to find a way to get the ball into the end zone. He's got to find a way to help his team score. You know, if you're going to be a starting quarterback in the NFL, you have to figure out a way to, to not be so inconsistent. You know, he completed 32 of 45 passes for 314 yards, did not come to turnover, but Washington lost. So, you know, at the end of the day, if you're leading this team's offense, if you're the general of the, of the offense, You've got to find a way to get them on the board. But an encouraging part is we saw last week how much Dwayne Haskins struggled. Three of his passes intercepted, had a fumble, you know, against Cleveland. Turned around this week, looked a lot more calm, focused. His numbers were better, although they did not beat the Ravens. His numbers were better, but, you know, this this is a good test for them. The Baltimore Ravens are obviously a top team or expected to be a top team. I definitely think they have potential that we still haven't even fully seen for this season yet. So that's a great test for Washington. And it's a chance for, you know, for, for fans to see that, okay, Dwayne Haskins, how did you recover after last week's loss to Cleveland? You came back, you found a way to to get going. Although you had moments like in the fourth quarter, when he was unable to convert on that fourth down, still had some glimpses. So hopefully Washington can continue to work towards getting back on the right track. Now, they are sitting at number two in the NFC East behind the Philadelphia Eagles. Again, the NFC East as a whole, ugh, struggling, struggling. Sad to see that in week four, we've got the Eagles sitting at the number one spot in the division with a one 2 one record. Washington and the Cowboys both 1-3-0, and oh, and then the Giants 0-4. Oh, I mean, coming into this game, into week four, the division had only combined for two wins. Yikes, yikes. I mean, the NFC East as a whole, if you combine all of their wins, is 
has only won three wins, which some teams, like I've mentioned before, Cleveland's sitting at three and one. Some teams are three and one. Some teams are four and oh. I mean, come on. But speaking of those teams that are four and oh, the Bills, shout out to them. Buffalo. Josh Allen had a scary play, thought he was done for the game. Comes back. They beat the Raiders 30 to 23. Seems like that shoulder injury was just fine. We'll see if it is something that'll be an issue moving forward, of course, as we get into the preparing for next week. Sometimes your adrenaline carries you through injuries. Teddy Bridgewater and the Panthers won over the Cardinals 31-21 as he continues to step into that quarterback spot with Christian McCaffrey out injured. We saw Tampa Bay, Tom Brady and the Buccaneers knocked off the Chargers 38-31. Tampa Bay, he threw for five touchdowns on the, on the game as they defeated them by seven. Hoo-wee. And then we had some other great games around the league. So it's been exciting to watch what's going on around the NFL. Of course, it is still so early. For the NFC East specifically, you know, I'm focused on that division as a fan, seeing if the Eagles can win the division again. But I think as a whole for the league, we've been seeing so many injuries. We've been seeing so many teams that just don't really look like they're truly to form you. I, I know we talked about the Ravens defeating Washington earlier. That's a team right that specifically, in my opinion, isn't fully ready, isn't fully back, isn't fully playing like the way they should. I think that we're going to continue to see as we get into week five, teams really take a little bit more form and looking more primed and in, in, in their in season form. Um, but then, of course, we have to continue to see how COVID changes things. And if we have cases like the Titans, who had a number of cases that came out between players and staff members. Of course, the Patriots Chiefs game postponed and moved to Monday night around Cam Newton testing positive and then a number of players needing to get tested on both teams, actually. Now, fortunately, it seems as though it was just an isolated incident, but a scare there as well because they didn't have a chance to test everybody before having them fly out to play the Chiefs for the for the Patriots, which pushed the game back to Monday. There was Potential was going to be pushed back to Tuesday, but that's also going to be something that plays, you know, a factor in all this because we've seen already in week four, specifically games being adjusted around COVID cases and testing that we all know in football specifically, it's not like basketball and football, you need to have a routine. So you can't just play a, a Tuesday game and then turn around and play a, a Sunday game. You know, there's adjustments being made. And then also the other team schedules are being adjusted around it. We've, we're seeing games being moved up, moved back because of it. And that's going to play a factor into recovery, into your schedule between games. So a lot to keep an eye on in football, but definitely something we have to keep an eye on. On the basketball side, John Wall. We are continuing to talk about his return to the hardwood. So coming up here in Locked on Wizards, we've got to talk around what he's been doing as he's preparing to get back on the floor. Let me tell you guys about the delicious treat that's going to allow you to snack healthy. That's right. You can do both. If you know me, you know I have a sweet tooth. I enjoy cupcakes, cookies, brownies, all the sweets. And Built Bar actually has delicious flavors. Let me just run down some of my favorites. Cookies and cream, double chocolate, mint brownie, salted 
caramel, yes, caramel, not caramel, and peanut butter brownie. Delicious. All bars are covered in 100% chocolate. They're soft and easy to chew, and they're healthy. So it's great if you are on a keto diet or working to lose or maintain weight, you can do all that while snacking on a delicious treat. They're low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, and I definitely recommend Built Bar. So if you head over to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON, you'll get $10 off your next order. Now you can save money, eat healthy, and eat delicious. Doesn't get any better than that. So go ahead on over to BuiltBar.com and try the best-tasting protein bars, and I can guarantee you from me to you, you will not regret it. No matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax experts make them count. Did you say no to a big wedding and elope at the county courthouse? That's a move. Did you go back to school to get your degree? That's a move. Did you relocate for a fresh start? Well, that's literally a move. Maybe you moved into a houseboat instead of a house house or switched gears from rideshare driving to video game streaming. Or you rode the stock market to the moon and back. TurboTax experts make all your moves count, getting you every credit and deduction you deserve. They'll file with 100% accuracy and get you your max refund guaranteed. So, switch to TurboTax. Make your moves. They'll make them count. See guarantee details at TurboTax.com guarantees. Experts only available with TurboTax Live. Renee Washington here on Locked on Wizards. Now, we have had a chance to talk around football. Week four action, specifically looking at the NFC East and talking about each of the teams, how the Eagles got their first win of the season. Washington is in that number two spot in the division after dropping a loss to the Ravens and now shifting over back into basketball. John Wall. Got to be excited coming into Monday as a video came out of John Wall playing five on five. Finally, we've seen him doing shoot arounds and workouts on his own. Finally, a nice video that we've all been waiting for of him playing five on five. He looked dominant. So you have to be excited for the fact that John Wall looks like he's getting back into form. It's been obviously over a year since we've seen John Wall on the floor in a Wizards jersey and seeing him in that five on five pickup you know, he's, he, you see his floor awareness is passing. He's knocking down shots off the dribble, pulling up for jumpers. I mean, he is looking like he's, he's ready to go to say the least. So it's definitely exciting and very encouraging to see the way that John Wall has been getting back. I mean, prior to his injuries um, and, and his Achilles injury, we saw him averaging 20, just over 20 points a game, just about three rebounds, 8.7 assists per game. He was shooting around that 45%, 44% spot from the field. But John Wall looks like he is getting back. And I know as we talked about before, he has mentioned that this is the first time since he's been in the NBA. Back, let that sink in. Back when he was drafted in 2010, that number one overall pick in 2010. Since then, he has been dealing with injury after injury. And we know he had a heel injury in, in the 2018 season that he was out around surgery then tearing his Achilles tendon. And he said it's the first time he's been pain-free since getting drafted in 2010. That's incredible. Incredibly shocking in a good way 
and a bad way and mostly a bad way. The fact that he's been in pain the last 10 years, but also a good way to think about him playing so well injured. Now, what will he be looking like as he's feeling good and has had this time to, you know, fully heal and strengthen and get back into the swing of things. So some incredible news around John Wall and his five on five pickup game. Of course, John Wall has, you know, we've been seeing him working out. We've been seeing him, even the, um, the videos that came out around the gang signs that he, he was throwing up in the videos. So it's great to see this encouraging piece of news coming out around John Wall, specifically getting back into playing. And I know that everyone has been like sitting with bated breath to see how he's going to come back, how Bradley Beal is going to come back. And this is definitely something that you have to look at and be encouraged by. How will he be able to step into this team, lead them, be able to help. He, we know he's got great floor vision. He makes some incredible passes, his handles, you know, he's able to off the drive, you know, create some good chances, whether he's getting the basket or kicking or whatever it may be. He brings so much versatility to the floor. So it's encouraging to see that John wall is feeling much better and it's encouraging to see that he's not only playing five on five well, but dominating in that five on five. So for Wizards fans, I know we continue talking around some rumors. We definitely have to get into some more trade rumors that are going on as we are preparing for the upcoming season. You know, the NBA draft as of now is in mid-November. The 2021 season looks like it's going to be starting in January. So until then, we've got plenty to speculate about around any trade rumors that have been uh, coming out. There are some new ones that I've heard of since last week's show. I know last week we were talking about Bradley Beal on the Nuggets. Well, there have been more because there are always more. We, I feel like every team has had a rumor around Bradley Beal coming to their team. And so we're going to be getting into some of those, but I know that, you know, I want to give a shout out to those on Twitter that were actively talking with me around the rumors on Bradley Beal going to the Nuggets. I asked and you guys definitely responded. I was asking if it made sense and what deal would make sense for Bradley Beal to go to the Denver Nuggets after their Western Conference finals run thinking that it definitely made sense for Bradley Beal, but asking what would make sense for the Wizards. You know, it would make sense for the Nuggets to bring Beal in alongside Nikola Jokic, Jamal Murray, but what move would make sense for the Wizards in moving one of your two, one of your best players, one of your leading scorer, coming off of averaging just over 30 points per game, what move would make sense for the Wizards? And you guys had some great, great <laughs> responses. Some saying nothing makes sense. Some saying you have to bring in a player like Bol Bol, Michael Porter Jr., Jeremy Grant, and like three or four draft picks. You know, I, I just think that it has to be a big move. If you're going to, if you are going to make that happen, it would have to be two or three players from the Nuggets as well as a couple of draft picks or, or something. It's, it's got to be a deal that makes sense. So I really appreciate and enjoyed seeing all of your responses around that. And I'm excited to continue to talk through as the Wizards are preparing for the start of the upcoming season, as well as the NBA playoffs. We saw game three, the Heat close the gap. It is a 2-1 series heading into Tuesday. Well, Tuesday, we're going to be getting into previewing the game four matchups, expectations for the Lakers Heat, and talking more around the Wizards trade rumors. So hit that subscribe button so you don't miss any of it, because I'd hate for you to miss out on the conversation that we're having on the show and on Twitter around the Wizards and the NBA. So thank you guys for tuning in to another edition of Locked on Wizards as we had a chance to talk about what's going on in football and also looking at John Wall's return dominating in five on five. Yes, dominating. So 
Make sure that you hit that subscribe button to keep up to date with our content each and every day as we're bringing you more exciting news, updates, and stories around the Wizards, the NBA, sports, and more here on Locked on Wizards. I'll see you guys on Tuesday. Have a great rest of your day. Washington out. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.